You're listening to the Relationship Centered Learning Podcast, a podcast to inspire and empower you to be a difference maker in a dysfunctional educational system. Hear weekly from adults and students who are having a radical impact in the education space as they share from their minds and hearts, giving us practical tools that we can take back to our classrooms and campuses. Here to take you outside the educational box is author, disruptor, and your host, Kevin Curtis. Before we get into today's episode, if you really like the GTKY concept of connections before content, but you thought to yourself, where do I get those good questions at? And you're thinking, well, I'm still doing virtual teaching versus in-person teaching, and I just want to connect with my kids, but I'm not sure what questions to ask. What we've done for you is created a free resource of 25 GTKY questions that you can immediately download and go back into your virtual setting or your in-person classroom setting to make a difference of getting to know your students before you dive into the content. All you have to do is head over to our website at rclfirst.com, sign up for our newsletter, and you will get immediate access to 25 GTKY questions that you can go back into the classroom and started putting connections before content. So let's get right back into the show. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. On today's episode, I am interviewing Abby Wallace. Abby is currently a college student that comes on today's episode to show us that we are not defined by our limitations. Abby was born premature and was given very little chance to walk, talk, read, or even speak. Abby shares her journey and how connections have played a pivotal part in her growth. We love hearing our students' voice on our show, and I get to surprise Abby with a guest appearance of Denise, Circle Mama Holiday, later into the episode as a surprise. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome to the Relationship Center Learning Podcast, where we put relationships at the center of all learning. I am super excited today to have a student guest, Miss Abby Wallace. Welcome to the show, Abby. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Hey, just like every show, we always wanted to model connections before content, and we're going to do that in the GTKY format, Abby. So I'm going to ask you five simple questions, and you're going to flip five back at me. So question number one, Abby, really simple. What's your favorite time of the year? Favorite type of what? Time of the year. Like what season? What time of the year do you oh, like? What's um, your favorite time of the year? My favorite time of year is... Probably have to be fall. Okay, good. I love that. Yeah. And that's into me. I like all the fall weather and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Being here in Texas, it's, it's, it's definitely, a, it's time for a change. So I'm going to agree with you. I love fall too. Question number two, um, when you, if you could go and you could act and you could be in any movie with any person, who would you want to be in a movie with? Oh, that's a big one because I love a bunch of people. Okay. Um, if I was able to act with anyone, uh-huh. it would probably have to be Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, nice. She's, she's a singer and an actress. Oh, I love it. Okay. Question number three, real simple. What's your favorite color, Abby? Pink, blue, turquoise, and rose gold. I love it. Mine, is, mine primarily is blue, but I, there are days where, like you said, I feel like I kind of am drawn to other colors, even shades of blue. But yeah, blue is never. Yeah, like lately, I've been a bigger fan of like red and green. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my god. Okay, question number four. Okay, if you if you could have one meal 
but not for the rest of your life. I don't want to do that, right? If you could just have one meal, what is going to be that one meal that you're like, oh, if I could pick today to have the one meal, what's that one meal you're like, oh my God, my favorite meal. What would you like to have as your favorite meal? Um, Probably um, the tacos from Tacos To Go. My one of my favorite Mexican restaurants. Oh, okay. You got me intrigued yeah. now. Okay. So um is there a specific taco or is it just like do they have it's a like variety? um the tinga tacos I like? Oh, okay, good. Oh, I'm gonna have to try that out. Okay. Last question, simple number five is is um when you think about when you think about coming back and let's say you could go to a concert, right? Where we can be in person now and not have to worry about social distance, right? If you could go to one concert coming out of this pandemic, who would you love to see in concert? Actually, two people I've been dying to see before this pandemic happened, but the pandemic kind of ruined all of that. Okay. Um, I would really love to see um, Jules Walcott and Sabrina Carpenter in concert. Oh, wow. That would be because a great... Because watching their like, um, videos that they have on YouTube mm-hmm. for concerts, um, they're really cool on stage. And I'm like, I really wanted to see them, but that ruined Oh, I know. Hopefully one day we can get back and maybe those dreams can happen. So, all right, Abby, that was five questions I have for you. Let's let's come at me with five good, simple GTKY questions. Okay, so my first question is... What is your favorite vacation spot? Ooh, uh, Eleuthera, Bahamas. And I, I want to try new places, but if it's going somewhere, a place I've never been to, it's in it's in the Bahamas. It's a small little island called Eleuthera. It's where the Caribbean and the Atlantic waters come together. So you have dark, deep blue waters coming together with teal waters. And so you have two types of uh, waters on each side of the island. It's low-key, no high-rises, no big hotels, an amazing place. That sounds like fun. Yes, ma'am. And number two is, what did you want to be growing up? Oh, that's interesting. Now, early, early, I would say early, like in my childhood and kind of early adolescence, believe it or not, this is going to sound crazy. I wanted to be like an entertainer like Elvis Presley. I loved Elvis growing up. Um, And then... Later in life, I realized, okay, maybe I should just be a teacher because I do not have the voice for singing. And, uh, but, but I did really, I, I, I like, I imitated Elvis. I tried with the upper lip, tried to little quiver on the upper lip. I loved Elvis Presley growing up a lot. So really wanted to be Elvis and then realized, nope, I'll just be a teacher. <laughs> I really actually wanted to be a vet when I was growing up, like from, from elementary school to High school, uh-huh. I wanted to be a vet, but then I, but then I started to actually like kids, and I was like, maybe I could do that. Yeah. Because um, the thing with being a vet for me is I can never handle um, putting an animal down. I probably cry way more than the owner of that animal. Abby, you would not believe this is seriously how many conversations I've had with multiple people that have said just that, that they were like, I wanted to be a vet, but that's the one thing that I did, like steered me away that I knew I couldn't handle. And so you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Uh, That's the worst part of worst part of life is losing a pet, but particularly in that line, having the tick put one down. So, oh, good question. 
And my next question is, what is your favorite piece of clothing? Ooh, shoes. I am, <clears throat> I'm interesting. I love shoes. Um, I don't, I can't even tell you how many pair I have, but I would tell you like from boots to tennis shoes, to dress shoes, to golf shoes. I love shoes. I really like my jeans and hoodies. That's oh. why I hate Texas weather because I'm like, I really want to wear my hoodie right now. <laughs> yes. You, you get very limited times in hoodie, a hoodie season in Texas. I would agree with you, Abby. Absolutely. Yeah. So annoying. <laughs> yes. Because they're so comfortable, I agree. Yeah. Next question is, what was your favorite childhood costume? Ooh, oh, my goodness. God, I haven't thought of this in a long time. Um, I'm going to say, because we used to have these plastic masks that you would put over, and then you would kind of get into the suit to go with it. Um, Scooby-Doo was a, a kind of a plastic mask costume that I wore growing up that I really enjoyed. Scooby-Doo was one of my favorite cartoons. So I'm going to go with my Scooby-Doo costume. I had this, like, parade in my school that was like a storybook parade thing. Uh-huh. And I dressed up as Goldilocks that one time. How was that? That was good. I had, I obviously had much longer hair back then, but yeah, it was yes. fun. Yes, I remember the days when I had longer hair, Abby, too. Yeah, I just cut it off because I hate my hair, like, um, rubbing on my neck, especially mm. in this type of weather. Gotcha, Absolutely. All right. So where are we at on questions? What number was that? Um, number five. Okay. All right. The last one is, what is something simple that makes you smile? Ooh, something simple that makes me smile is the way that my dog, when I'm in bed, all she does is come over and she just puts her nose on my hand. It's so, because it's like she's, you know, dogs demand attention, but the way that she does it, it's so simple, but it just, it cracks me up every time. Like she doesn't get enough attention. She was doing it all this morning. I was like, she keeps coming back and I'm like, are you serious? How much attention could you need? And she's like, obviously a lot, daddy. Uh, but no, so that's so funny because I was just smiling this morning and laughing at how my dog just puts, if my hand is over near the edge of the bed, she immediately comes over and just puts her nose on it and it's a demanding attention. So something simple, it makes me smile every single time. The two things that kind of make me smile uh -huh. are, um, is fall, like all the fall decorations and mm -hmm. stuff. Yep. And um, just laying in bed, if I'm like on my phone or something, uh -huh. I just love hearing my cat um, purring. Oh, wow. Yes. I could see those because two things. Because it's so like relaxing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Cat purrings are well said. All right, Abby. Well, we did a great job. We did the GTKY segment, so we got a chance to know each other. So just like in the classroom, teachers, we want to model connections before content. And if you're looking for resources to do that, you can head over to our website at rclfirst.com, and you can click on the link, and you can get 28 GTKY questions that you can take back and ask your students or your staff members to get to know them to model connections before content. So, all right, Abby. So we've got you on the show today. We're super excited. I want to uh, I want to give everybody an update. So, where are you currently at? I know you're in college, but let's get everybody an update of who you are and where are you currently at in life today. Right now, um, I'm 
just trying to like um get used to this pandemic stuff like um with the masks and everything uh-huh. i'm used to it but i'm i always like will probably forget it if my mom didn't remind me <laughs> absolutely so what college are you in right now lone star tomball okay lone star tomball and you graduated high school in 2018 is that correct yes and what high school did and you And I had like a little gap year to like um, in 2019 to like take a break from school or whatever. Okay. And then I jumped back and like, I jumped back like just last year. Gotcha. How was your gap year off from school? What was one, what's it was one thing? Good. I like, um, I basically just hung around the house, played play video games or something and then um had had actually my job like at that starts at like 3:15 okay because so, i have a halftime job right now ah okay so you graduated in 2018 so when we go back to let's go back to your high school years for a second and then we'll we'll, we'll end up back in college here for a second but okay. um going back to high school when you think about relationships with teachers particularly um what is something that stood out about some of the teachers that mm, probably had the best memories for you what were some of the things about those teachers and you can use names or you can just talk about them in general but when you think about those high school teachers what stood out about some of those teachers for you when it came to building relationships with you abby well um well the biggest um experience i had with a teacher who who i had a really good relationship with was my um english teacher in in um, 12th grade in high school. So the thing is, um, when I was like going through issues, going through my breakup or whatever, the she saw right away and pulled me out inside so her and I could talk about it. So that stood out to me most because it actually helped me get over everything. I like that. I like the fact that she was able to, one, see through you, because I'm assuming you probably tried to act like nothing was bothering you, right? Yeah, like I tried to put on the smile and everything. Absolutely. And she saw, and I was mm-hmm. I was shocked at first that she actually saw. <laughs> but then well, that just means that she was paying attention to my mood to make sure I was okay. You know, that's exactly what I was just going to say, Abby, was the fact that this teacher was paying attention that she saw something was different with you on that day, right? Mm-hmm. And when she, when she made you, when, she, when you felt seen and she saw you for, for struggling and she pulled you to the side and she had a conversation with you, how did that just make you feel in general, Abby? It made me feel relaxed and like a huge weight was lifted off my chest because mm-hmm. at that point I hadn't even talked to my mom or dad about it yet. Mm, okay. So, wow. So the, the first interaction about this personal struggle happened to be with the teacher, huh? Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like sometimes I think teachers, 
and I'm just going to give you some opinions of myself. I sometimes I see teachers when they see a student struggling, they're a little maybe uneasy or awkward because they don't know how to help the student, right? Because they're sometimes adults think. I don't know how to fix or help this student that's struggling. So sometimes for some teachers, they're okay with just backing off and giving space. Other teachers are like, oh, let me find out a little bit more about what's going on with Abby. So when you feel like, do you, when some teachers feel like, I don't know how to cross that boundary to build a relationship with some of the kids or get to know them or see them struggling, those types of things. What do you feel like some of the boundaries are for the students to get to build better relationships with the teachers? What are some of the things you think from your perception that are obstacles that get in the way for you creating a better relationship with teachers? The obstacle that I face when I'm trying to build relationships with my teachers are basically, um, I get kind of awkward when they kind of like know what I'm feeling, what I'm doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. I get kind of awkward, but once I get to know them, then the awkwardness kind of fades away. Okay. And so when you get to know them, has there, has your teachers in the past, in order to get to know them, what are some of the things, and you can give me examples, what are some of the things that your teachers have done, and I'm going to use the word intentional, whether it was intentional or not, but what do you think some of the things your teachers did that helped you feel more comfortable to get to know them? Did they give you high fives? Did they talk to you? Did they, you know, just different things? There's what actually two examples that I would like to use. Okay. One is, um, goes way back to middle school. <laughs> um, because, um, I had this teacher who everyone hated and I never knew why, because <laughs> like the friends that I knew since elementary school always said that they hated this teacher and I just loved her. Um, her name was Miss Sigelski. And she always, like, pushed me out of my comfort zone and gave me the push I needed for the real world. Mm. She gave me the push that I needed because um, she was very strict. I'm not going to lie about that. And that's probably why everyone else hated her. But she just gave me the push that I needed to be able to go to high school and college. Okay. And what I will was this? always be thankful for that for. Okay. And so what was, before we go to your second example, I want to mm -hmm. take a dive into her. Um, so what would be an example when, cause I want our listeners to understand, okay, they say, oh, she gave her a push. What does that look like? Did she encourage you? Did she challenge you? What would, what did the. She basically encouraged like? me to like read more. And now I'm a huge nerd because of it. <laughs> like, like there will be these books that I haven't even touched or read yet. And I already know everything there is to know about the book. Gotcha. Because I do my research and then I look into the book and I already know everything there is <laughs> about it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So she helped me read more and she she helped me um get better at my get better at like learning new words and stuff. 
Okay. So she yeah. cha- she so she really challenged you, huh, Abby? She challenged me. I was in this thing called Brief 180. Uh-huh. And that was um because I was in special ed. Mm-hmm. And that was really challenging, but but I got used to it after a while. <laughs> That's it was awesome. because in elementary school I was used to them putting me on like system 44 and stuff. So I wasn't used to Reap 180 yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then you mentioned that you said, I have two examples, right? So that was one. What would be your second example? My second example is actually right now in my psychology class. Okay. I'm, I'm like not doing really well in that class because uh, the units are really kicking my butt. But um, my, I have built a, re- built a relationship with my um, psychology professor that he was um, willing and offered to do Zoom meetings to help me better understand the subject. Oh, okay. And how does it that work for you? Yeah, it's working because it's helping me understand like what we're doing. He goes over like the study guide with me so I can pass the tests and yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, that's awesome. I I love the fact that you were able to give me two specific examples and one, the fact that one went all the way back to middle school and Mm -hmm. one went just recent. So the fact that you're seeing these two impacts of teachers in two different ways, but recognizing that these are two ways that help you as Abby, the student, be successful. So when you think about struggles, Abby, what were some what were some of the struggles you had, let's say starting in elementary, that some of your teachers may have helped you with? The struggles I had was basically my confidence level. Okay. Actually. Okay. Because I was like not very confident. I was um bullied in elementary school. Not all the way in elementary school, just fourth um, to sixth grade. Okay. <laughs> so, like, only three years, that's not that big. But my teachers, um, Miss Gibson and Miss Moles, and my mom actually helped me with my confidence. I love the fact that you brought your mom into this. And yeah, so- because... Um, She's a teacher and uh-huh. she helped me a lot with my confidence and helped me understand things because I was born like premature. Uh-huh. So so um I like have an eye problem and my brain doesn't function as um as other people's brains do. Uh-huh. So she um so my mom actually helped me with that. The doctors um, that I was even born in the hospital with said I wouldn't be able to read or write or anything. Mm. And my mom wouldn't let that happen. And she helped me read, write, talk. And I will always be really thankful for her for that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. You know, Abby, to to one, just to have a mom like yours in your corner that has been there ever since you were born fighting for you. And then to think about the fact that she's also a teacher, 
right? And we love teachers. We love teachers. So what was something that when you think about growing up with having your mom on your side, but also being a teacher, what's, what's something that stood out about your relationship with your mom being the child, but your mom also being a mom, but also being a teacher? What's something that stood out about your mom being a teacher? What makes your mom stand out? Um, she, she, um, deals with like, um, special ed kids. Okay. And and she's actually in student teaching right now. And she's going to, um, do her student teaching part, um, in Earhart Elementary School. So that should be fun for her. Absolutely. So basically what stands out is her connection with some of the kids. She was in high school for her student teaching there. Uh Uh-huh. Like my old high school. And she saw one of her old students there. And basically the interaction with them and and how they how they basically communicated. Uh-huh. He was really excited to see her. Well, and, and it's well, that's what's interesting. You just mentioned your mom and you mentioned the word connections, right? Mm-hmm. So that I think that's what we talk about. Relationships and learning is all about making connections, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't isn't it even with just teachers, how I mean, think about the importance of just connecting with other students. Right, Abby? Like making friends with other students in the classroom. And so thinking about connecting with students, connecting with your mom, connecting with... So did you ever have an administrator? I'm just kind of kind of going around the school, but thinking about it, did you ever have an administrator that made a connection with you throughout your school career? Actually, my um, special ed counselor that I had. Okay. I... I cannot remember her name, which makes me terrible. But <laughs> so I had this um, counselor and and I basically went through to her with all of my like problems. If I was having friendship problems and everything. Right. And she would like let me cry in her office until I until she knew that I was stable enough enough to go back to class. Right. Because okay. if I'm about to cry in the classroom, I'm not uh, stable enough to be there. Absolutely. No, no, no. I, I totally agree with you on that. I think that's why we have those people for support in our lives when we're going through that. And that's why I really think it's interesting that when you mentioned earlier the teacher that saw you struggling, mm-hmm. I, I love the way that you were trying to hold it together, Abby, and you weren't crying, but yet you could, just, but she could just see something was off with you, right? Yeah. And the fact that she pulled you to the side and had a conversation with you, that's what I try to get teachers to understand if those teachers could get comfortable enough to know the student see that there's something off on them and then yeah, find that, have that time to, and then, Find that time, whether it's before class, after class, to the side, but just ask a simple question of like, how are you? Or something like that, right? I, I, it sounds very simple, but in your opinion, is it, wouldn't, would that help more students, Abby, if we could get it teachers to be? probably help a lot of students. Like when I become a teacher, I don't know like um, what kind of teacher I'm going to be, but when I like um, 
am in the teaching industry, I hope to be that teacher that the students know that they can like approach when they're having an issue at home or whatever. Well, I think right there, the, when you say the approach, right, that you would be approachable, right? That, that Miss Wallace would be the teacher that I could come to when I'm having something positive, like, oh my God, Miss Wallace, I got a hundred on my test or I scored the winning shot or I'm struggling, either one, right? Something positive, something negative. So as you go into education and you start thinking about the teacher you want to be, one thing I started to reflect as I grew into education myself is I thought, okay, all right, Kevin, I've, and I'm just going to be honest, I've experienced some teachers that I didn't think maybe abuse the best methodology and meth way, meth, best methods, right? And then I had some really exceptional teachers and I thought to myself, okay, I got to kind of figure out who I'm going to be. So I'm going to take some of the things that I didn't like what teachers were doing and I'm going to make sure that I don't do those. And then I'm going to try to do some of the things that I saw the teachers that were really doing it, but I got to do it who I am, right? I can't be somebody else. So when you think about teaching, other than just being approachable, Abby, what's something else that you feel like you want to strive, even though you're not there yet, just something as a strive that you want to go, what is something that you may want to be as a teacher? What's something you want to take into consideration as you grow into the educational industry, as you said? I really, I really want to be one of those fun teachers like my mom. Okay. Who, who they can like come to me about anything and I'm actually make the class fun and not boring and that everyone will just love. <laughs> I really want to be like one of those teachers that basically everyone just um, won't stop talking about. <laughs> Well, I I can tell you right now, you, well, think about it, Abby, your story, because I want you to remind yourself, right? Listen to what you were up against when you came into this world. You had doctors saying, right, that you wouldn't be able to do this and that. They were putting limitations on you already, right? And so think about this, Abby, you have already crushed those limitations and pass them, right? Yeah. So, so thinking about that, when you think about where you're at just today, mm-hmm. how proud of you, how proud are you of yourself, Abby? I am really proud because, because of um, the doctor saying that I wouldn't be able to do anything like walk, talk, whatever. And my mom helping me. Uh-huh. I, love to read like there isn't a time where I'm not reading (laughs) like one time um I even stayed up like past midnight just reading and what's interesting Abby is you go back and and one of the things that you share today is uh and I'm not going to say she takes full credit but a big part of that goes back to that middle school teacher that instilled in you somehow right the power of reading and, yeah. and, and, and it, it was almost like life altering, changing from that moment in middle school when it clicked about the power of reading, how it's kind of taken over your life. And, that, and it, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. And so, and, and, and I will tell you, Abby, I will be very transparent here. I am a, I am not a reader. 
So it's hard to imagine in my world, right? You're like, you don't read? Now, I know how to read and I read, but I don't gain the same passion and visualization for reading as I do for like auditory stories. So I love audiobooks and podcasts and different things like that. I'm really drawn into that. I like reading things that are short in nature. In other words, it's interesting when I've done a couple book studies during this pandemic and I thought to myself, Abby, oh my God, this is the most reading I've done in my adulthood in a long time because of the fact that I've got more downtime. But, but I do have an appreciation for the impact of reading. And so when you think about where you've been and where you're going, I am just really, really excited to see the teacher that you're going to be one day. Like, I, I'm like, you, you, you have all of the pieces put together. And I love the fact that you took a year to kind of just self-care, Abby, and prepare yourself for college, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you come into college this year, you mentioned earlier the one example of the psychology teacher, you know, taking the time to help you and those types of things. So what are you most excited about as you grow into college, about growing into college? What is, what is something you're excited about as you continue into college? I'm basically, um, for my entire college career, I'm basically excited to like get my associate's degree because that's going to be fun because then I'll be halfway there. And um, I'm also super excited about um, building friendships in college. Like I can't really do very much of that um, because I'm online college right now. But, right. but um, when I go back to public college, uh -huh. I can't wait to see like the friends that I already made during my first semester of college. So the first semester you were able to go in person, correct? I was able to go in person and I met these um, great friends and I'm still in touch with them. We just don't talk very much, but okay. I'm like in touch with them. And sometimes I'll even just text them to ask how they're doing. Awesome. You know what I have for you, Abby? I have, I have a surprise for you. Look at this. Who's coming to join us? Hi, Denise. Hi, my Abby. How's my Abby? How are you, girly? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Oh my God. So I, I didn't even tell her you were coming, Denise. I just said, Abby, I have a surprise for you. And I clicked on and let you into the room. And so she didn't even know you were going to be here. Hey, look at you looking so pretty. I'm telling you, she, she Denise, she has done such a great job. I, I, I have, I'm the fact that I'm getting to learn about Abby today. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking about like, what are some of the things that she's looking forward as she's going through college? And she was just talking about the first semester she actually got to go in person. And so we, she was talking about some friendships and connections that she made during that first semester. Mm -hmm. So, so Abby going from the first semester of in-person and making connections and friendships and then having to go back and being it online, right? Mm -hmm. What's, what's been, what's been a challenge for you, Abby, the difference from being in-person and going online? 
basically the amount of assignments and the times everything is due. That's basically been the biggest challenge <laughs> because I was like used to, um, I was used to going um, to public school and being able to like um, have like a big enough gap so I could be able to turn everything in on time. But the biggest challenge is everything is basically all bunched together and and I barely have enough time. Hey. But I'm trying. No, I know. And that that is a realistic struggle, the way that the pandemic has put us into this virtual online learning is now people sometimes think it's easier. And I'm like, uh, it could be harder. It could be very difficult, particularly for harder for. Yeah, somebody. it was easier when we first went online in my last semester, mm -hmm. last last semester, uh -huh. because we didn't really have that much assignments and it was easier to do each module but then when this semester started and I opened up my computer to check my classes for this semester I started going into full-on panic mode because because um the psychology amount of assignments kind of freaked me out <laughs> mm. And now that's the one teacher, though, you did say is taking the yeah. time to go one on one with you and kind of help you go through this so that it's not so overwhelming. So, Denise, it was interesting. She said, I give her, I asked her, give me some examples. And she said, I'm going to give you one back in middle school and I'm going to give you one in college now of how teachers are building relationships and making a difference with her. So, I thought that was really, really powerful that an online psychology teacher is stopping and taking some individual time to make a difference for. Abby yeah. but when I but but when I first met Abby you know Denise I told her this morning when I first met her I was like all right so how are we connected and she was like um through my mom and through a circle online right and so you were able to participate Abby in one of the online circles that Denise holds is that correct mm -hmm. so how'd you like that it was really fun and it was nice to being able to interact um, with other people outside of my family. Huh. So, so tell me, so when we first started, um, you had the opportunity to interview me about, you know, making those connections online virtually and what that was like, you know, for an assignment. And so looking at that, you know, thinking about the interview and, and some of the responses and then experiencing um, a virtual circle where, where people connected, what do you think are some pluses and um, what do you think might be some struggles in that whole transition from virtual, uh, from in-person to virtual connections? The biggest um, struggle challenge probably would, would be like remembering your teacher's email addresses so you can contact them. Like I had trouble with that and I had to continue to look on my um, syllabus that they gave me to contact them. But um, I also, um, I made like a notes in my phone for those emails. So I will have them with me instead of always having to look at the syllabus. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So do you prefer the connections in person? Um, Do you feel more connected? What was that like, like to be part of a community where we spoke and we shared so openly and we asked questions and everybody got an opportunity to answer as open as they wanted to or as little? What, What was that like for you? It was actually relaxing and took a lot of pressure off of me when I was able to like answer the questions or whatever, because when I'm like meeting new people, I tend to be really shy and barely even talk. Well, you're doing a great job right now, honey. I don't know what you're talking about, sister. Well, that's that's what, okay, Denise, that's what I was about to say. That's what happens, um, like, if it's online, I'm fine with it. And like, I have a bunch of online friends who I talk with, no problem. There's no issue. It's in person that I get really nervous talking to new people. Tell me more. Online people, online friends, I have no trouble talking to them. And I can talk to them about just about anything. In person, that's when I get the most nervous. Mm, Tell me more about that. What is it about in person that makes it kind of nerve-wracking for you basically um when in person talking to new people i tend to like overthink things Mm -hmm. overthink situations what's happening but um when i'm talking to my bunches of online friends i have no issue and i don't tend to overthink a lot Now, I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, you work with a group of students or you work at a daycare or something? Uh, After school daycare. After school. So you mentioned trying to do some of those things that we talked about virtually with those students. Tell me how you build and connect with your students, with your after school students. Well, um, the little little kids um, that are there, I like them to know that they can come to me if they're having issues, like if they're like bleeding, if they just need to talk to me about something. And I, that's one of the things about like going back to work is I can't hug the kids. And I really would like to hug the ones that are struggling the most. Oh my gosh. You just spoke to my heart. And let me tell you why, because I'm such a hugger and I miss hugs Um, and hugs just give you, it gives me that feeling of like that somebody cares, um, that I'm worthy. And I'm sure um, you give the best hugs to those kids. Um, I'm so glad that we got the opportunity to talk to one another. Um, I know your mom went through some trainings with us and even already in the few conversations we've had, Abby, I already see growth in you, sister. So tell me what's going on. Where's this growth coming from? I see you already getting more confident and making those connections with me, a stranger, and Kevin, so tell me where that's coming from, where that boost of confidence is coming from. Basically, I actually have to thank my um, trio advisor. 
for this because I was on like one of her trailblazer things and mm -hmm. they counted as a workshop. So I was just going to do it because I need two workshops a semester. Mm -hmm. So I was just going to do it. She actually offered to have me in the next trailblazer as the speaker. So I'm going to be speaking in there. Will you go, sister? What are you going to speak about? Um, basically, this one is about like superheroes and villains. Well, look at you, Abby. I'm so proud of you. I, yeah, you know, I'm really excited about it. And that's why I was saying, Denise, like to listen to her growth, just yeah. being able to click on a Zoom with me today, a stranger, and just start talking. Uh, it, it was amazing the transformation that I was able to just observe in the last, you know, 45 minutes that we've been on with her. But I, but I, what I love about you, Abby, is your spirit. Like, it's interesting how you mentioned how your mom fought for you. You know, your mom was like, no, we're going to get her to read and we're going to get her to talk and we're going to get her to walk and everything else. And I just feel like you're an extension of your mom's spirit, right? Like you, you are determined to prove these, this world wrong. What some doctors and what people said about Abby Wallace, right? Like all of a sudden you're like, no, let me show you who Abby is going to be. And to me, that is what's so powerful about your message. The thing I really wish is um, I wish that I still lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, because I really want to go see those doctors now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing to walk in and be like, uh, I'd like to talk to the doctor that said I would never read or talk or walk, right? And be able to well, just say Oh, what there you, you go. To him? Yeah. What would you say to him, Abby? I would probably just tell them I'm here and I'm talking and I'm reading and go and a bunch yeah, of other words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can say yeah. it, honey. You can say it. <laughs> and a bunch of other words. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, this is great. Yes. Oh. No. Oh, wonderful. So you're working right now. And so you're, today was your day off. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what is a, a day in your work day like? Um, tell me. My day in my work day life um, is basically um, I wake up at the same time as my mom so that, um, so that I can like finish my classwork early. Mm -hmm. Because I like to finish early so I can have the rest of my day to do whatever. And so basically, basically, I like do stuff around the house. I sometimes help my mom with the dishes if she asks me to. Mm -hmm. And then I watch um, my favorite TV show. Like I just recently... Um, finished the last season of my favorite TV show and now I'm binge watching it like the entire like series uh, so I can watch like the story unfold. What's the series? It's called The 100. It's based off of um, a book series. I have the first book on my phone in the Kindle app. So basically what it's about these um, kids these juvenile delinquents from the ARC 
get sent down um, to Earth after the big nuclear apocalypse to see if um, Earth is adaptable. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds interesting. Where yeah. is Netflix? I used to hate this one character, and now I'm in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my it's, goodness. It's, like, I hated him. He was like, he ended up getting on my nerves in like the first and second season. But then I'm like, okay, you're a good guy now. I'm going to like you now. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, I tell you what, Abby, we are are wrapping up on our hour time. But I want to, I just, I want to give you an opportunity, Abby, to just share anything that we haven't covered about you or what you, because I want you to think about, Abby, we are trying to get teachers, administrators, students, parents, other people to really understand the power of connections in the classroom, right? So do you have, do you have, what, what other thoughts or messages do you have for our listeners, Abby? The thing I um, would like to say for students having trouble with connections and relationships is if you don't feel comfortable around a teacher enough to tell them anything, then just just don't and go to the teacher you do feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like go to your counselor, your principal even, if you can. Hmm. Like, I would sometimes go to my principal to talk, and at this point, I have um, gotten my phone stolen twice. (laughs) So, so yeah, I would, um, she would basically be understanding and help me, like, help me talk to my mom because I didn't want my mom to be mad at me. Yeah. For losing my phone twice. So check this out, Abby. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, so knowing you and, and where you've come from and what the doctor said you would never do and wouldn't do, and uh, now you're working with kids, you're in school, um, you're blossoming. I want you to think about that student that might might be you know younger than you going through some of the same things that you went through in terms of being shy or maybe someone told them that they wouldn't walk or they wouldn't talk or they wouldn't read what would you say to them to encourage them to never give up like I would I would say to them don't listen to anyone's negative thoughts about you don't listen to anyone and be who you are on the inside. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Abby, I love you, Abby. When am I going to get to meet you in person? We could actually talk to my mom about that. <laughs> I will talk to your mom about <laughs> that. Yeah, like, because uh, I really want to meet you in person, too. Well, your mom, she already told her. I said, you know what? Um, she's like, I'm so glad you're connecting with Abby. Um, she this would she would really appreciate this. And she, you know, she needs the circle experience and all. I said, guess what? Abby's not getting rid of me. She's stuck with me. You're stuck with me, Miss Abby. <laughs> yes. So Abby, as we bring you into our family, you know you're going to have to not just come back and participate. Denise is going to have to have you come back and lead and co-facilitate one of our circles with her, Abby. I you're can gonna, do 
Yeah, you're going to have to come back and be a guest on one of our weekly circles, and you are going to show and model for other educators how to build connections with kids by simply showing them and modeling it for in our circles. And so, you know, as we wrap up today, I think that's what I want people to know is that you can connect with students. You can, And think about this. The connection that brought Abby onto this show today was simply Denise holding her weekly circles and a, and a teacher, an educator out there who had a student, Abby, who wanted to get involved in this. And we brought her into the circle. She participated in the circle. She felt part of the community and she grew from that. And the things that we were able to observe from you in that short amount of time of connection in less than one hour led to a connection which brought you on the show today, which led to a connection with you and Denise, ultimately not only having a friendship for now, but I can guarantee you once you're in Denise's circle, you're in Denise's circle for life. So I, I want to thank you, Abby, for one, being on the show today and having the confidence to meet me, a person you've never met, because I didn't have that connection with you. But two, I just want to thank you for your determination and your fight to be the person, as you said, who you are on the inside, Abby. You are showing this world and everyone who comes in contact with you who you are on the inside. In I give credit to your mom and your support system, and I'm thankful for that middle school teacher empowering you with the power of reading and for that, 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 that teacher here in college for psychology to take in the individual time to help you through those, those obstacles and those, those anxieties of what those assignments can look like. And I just thank you for being on the show today, Abby. Thank you very Thanks much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Abby. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Um, you have the link. Um, to the circle on Thursday, you're welcome. Anytime you want to come. And Is it just the same link? It's the same link. And okay. then you and I can talk about you facilitating one. And so you'll ask the questions. And so you have, you have my number. I have yours. Um, let me tell you, Kevin, she was so yeah. excited. She sent me a text. Am I going to get the Zoom link? When, when am I going on this morning? I'm so excited about this. And I'm no, like, yeah, she signed up on a day I'm in training. <laughs> but I, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> no, I know. And that's why I was like, jump on when you can. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, and again, Abby, I think you did such an amazing job, particularly because you didn't know me. And I didn't have that connection with you. So even though it was a little awkward at the beginning, I'm really glad that Denise was able to join us. And I think Denise was the glue. Denise came in and really changed the energy of the show and really allowed us because you guys had this previous connection. And I will tell you, I think something that I'm taking away from the show, Abby, is just that. It's just that when two people don't have a connection previously, we're making our first connection on the show. Wouldn't you agree, Abby? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but what's interesting is soon as Denise came on the show, it was like, y'all are like best friends, right? <laughs> and Denise is excited to see. That's why I said, oh my God, I got to start. <laughs> right? Um, no, I, yeah, no, I am really happy that we were able to get Denise on and you guys were able to connect with each other. But I do believe that having you on, Abby, there's two benefits, not, not the podcast. I'm talking about the circle, right? There's two benefits. One, you get to grow. 
you get to grow in your confidence and your ability to connect with others. And then two, whoever joins and participates that day, Denise, think about it. Once, once they get to know Abby and her story, I mean, they're going to leave that educator circle, Abby going, oh my God. If she can do this, so can I. Whatever their challenges in life, Abby, you're going to show other people like, hey, at least you you know you weren't given like you you weren't going to walk and talk and read and all those other things, right? So you're going to show them that the obstacles in their life are smaller in comparison to things that you have crushed, and show them that you can do this. And just by being who you are on the inside, I love that message. Yes. <laughs> Um, your mom said, um, after she said, she won't stop talking about it. <laughs> she, <laughs> said she enjoyed circle so much. She won't stop talking about it. And you know what, Abby, you're such a good listener. You are such a good listener. Like I'm watching you right now and you're really focused and listening to everything that Kevin says. If we were in person, you are doing great making eye contact, so, you, hey, honey, it's two parts, right? Mm -hmm. Listening and talking. Um, and you're great at both. And you're really, really great at being a good listener. Absolutely. I love you. Lastly, I want to thank you, the listener, the educator, the difference maker. Your time is valuable. I see time as an investment. And I want to thank you from the center of my heart for making it to the end of this episode. But please don't let this be the end of our relationship. If you have the same passion for putting relationships and connections at the center of all learning, then I need you to subscribe and share this podcast with other like-minded educators. It would be extremely helpful if you would leave a review or a comment on what you loved about the episode, or better yet, tell me what you want to hear about more in the future. This way, other educators that are searching for impactful podcasts can get a sense of what this show can offer them. You see... My hopes and prayers are that you were able to find one strategy or one idea that you could take back to one classroom to make a difference for one kid. Thanks for keeping relationships first, and we'll connect with you next time. <laughs>